Today is Tuesday, June 7th, and welcome to another episode of Straight Out Left. We're about a third of the way through the MLB season now, and two red teams have fired their managers after great misfortune has befallen them. However, neither of those teams is the Cincinnati Reds. Today we're going to be talking about the Madden and Girardi firings and whether or not the Angels and Phillies are able to rebound and pick themselves back up, or is it too late? That's all coming up on this episode of Straight Out Left. All right. Happy Tuesday night, everyone. Um, new upload schedule. This is what you're going to be seeing on a few uh, two weeknight uploads a week. But anyway, yeah, tonight we're going to be talking about the two managers that got canned over the past uh, few days. Joe Girardi, after a 22-29 and 29 start with the Philadelphia Phillies, has officially been let go. And this one honestly is more of a shocker. The Los Angeles Angels let go of Joe Madden just uh just today after um uh the team got off to a really hot start in anaheim but then they are in the midst of a 12 game losing streak and not just a 12 game losing streak but a 12 game losing streak that i've watched a few games of and just every time the losses are extremely demoralizing i'm not really providing any evidence here, but I just feel like every time it's been like uh, we lo- we were in the game, we lost by one run, or then we get absolutely smacked and lose like 10 to nothing. So, yeah. Um, the Girardi firing to me is not as surprising. This was kind of a year for the Phillies where they really needed to pick things up, and we all kind of knew Girardi was on the hot seat, this is my opinion. So him getting canned is not surprising. The Madden was definitely more um more of a shock the angels have been really bad recently but teams do fall into losing streaks and i was not expecting man to get thrown out that quickly if you were to ask me after the girardi firing i would have told you that i would have been putting money on mike matheny be the next guy to get fired from kansas city but uh madden beat him out so first i want to talk about the managers themselves and then the circumstances around the firing like how they took it anything like that kind of, and that'll go more into like team performance a little bit. But first let's start with the career of Joe Girardi. Now the important thing to remember too, is these aren't just two first time managers who don't have any reputation or pedigree. These are both world series champion managers. Girardi won the world series in 2009 with the New York Yankees, of course, but this was his actually third stint managing a big league team. He was the manager of the Florida Marlins for one year in 2006 and finished 78 and 84. Good for a fourth place finish. Not really the best. So um, the Marlins not very famed for their organizational stability. Canned him after a year. And they went to New York after the retirement of Joe Torre in uh, 2008. And he missed the playoffs his first year, but then uh, came back, won 103 games in 2009 with the Yankees and got them to the top of the baseball world and won the world series. And after that, um, he, uh, managed several other good Yankees teams, um, never making it to the world series, but he won a couple more division titles. And then the mediocrity of the Yankees in the mid 2010s kind of cut up to him. And after 2007, so actually not that, um, he, he saw them through that. And then in 2017, excuse me, he, uh, got them to the, Crap, the ALCS? Yes, the ALCS. 
Yes, against uh, Houston. How could I forget that series? Um, but yeah, so, and then after him not being able to get them over the hump, the Yankees fired him. And in 2020, he was hired by the Phillies, had a below 500 season in 2020, but that was the pandemic year, so we weren't too worried about it at that point. And then the Phillies had amassed a lot of talent for him in 2021, but they only finished 82 and 80. And so, yeah, it was kind of like, okay, Drew, you need to perform here. And so far in 2022, he really hadn't. Phillies were 22 and 29. Their bullpen was struggling. Their offense was not getting it done. And the defense was just horrible. But however, I do want to say, and I think many other baseball talking heads would echo this point as well. You can't blame Girardi for how the roster was constructed. This roster was constructed to hit baseballs and only hit baseballs. No fielding, no any sort of bullpen stability, uh, decent rotation. But yeah, it was just hit, hit the ball as hard as you can and your starters will pitch well enough. And then hopefully your defense and bullpen don't blow it. Which, if you ask me, is a recipe for a lot of heartbreaking eighth and ninth inning losses. But yeah. So the thing is, though, is that him getting fired might have just been the shakeup that the Phillies needed. You know, kind of that shock of, oh, Gerard, our manager's gone. We got to, we're going to kick things into high gear. And since that has, um, since that has happened, uh, Rob Thompson, Girardi's longtime bench coach and assistant, took over as the manager since then they swept the angels, which is funny how small of a world it is. They swept the angels outscore them 20 to nine over a three game series this past weekend. Sorry, 26 to nine. Jeez. I'm all over the place today, but yeah. Um, thing. Um, so yeah, he, he was gone and suddenly Philadelphia is kind of shaking, mo- moving a little bit. Um, so again, like I'm not going to blame Girardi. I feel like that this is more of a you can if the Phillies don't succeed this year, ultimately you have to blame Dombrowski and the front office and just the organization because this team can't develop prospects within. They have to go out and spend money like it's um you're playing LB the show and you're trying to buy players, and it's just all about the big you know how many um home runs you can hit and just the plans are confusing. Um, it's tough being a Philly manager when they don't do well, he's going to get attacked. And then I was reading about this and, uh, Bryce Harper, um, according to CBS, uh, an article on CBS sports, Bryce Harper was taking a shot, took a shot at Girardi after the sweep was completed. Um, he said in this article, quote, damn, my computer froze. I can't. Pull up the quote. Okay, here we go. Quote, I'm so happy for Stott, man. One at bat, referring to Stott's uh, walk-off uh, home run. What is One at bat, what a situation for him. Being able to put trust in our young guys the last couple of days and really just let them play. It's been great, and it paid off today, end quote. Um, So that could be a shot at Girardi's maybe hesitancy to just give guys like Alec Bohm the reins and but he's not letting the young guys play. So, I mean, Harper's very opinionated, and he probably, you know, he definitely has his, uh, he's going to speak what's on his mind. So if he doesn't, um, if he if he had some beef with Girardi, he's going to let you know about it. Man, not in the most direct way. He kind of said it like that. It's interesting. Also, um, 
Uh, actually, I'll talk about the Phillies' performance in the series later. But moving on to the Angels. So the Angels got off to a great start this year. They were doing really well. And it was we were all thinking, okay, finally, the Angels are going to turn the um, turn the corner, get Trout and Otani to the playoffs, and it's going to be great. On on May 24th, they beat Texas 5-3 to and were up to a 27-17 and record. And since then, it's been 12 straight losses. And just everything's been going wrong for them. And so, yeah, they eventually decided, okay, we're going to can Madden, which was surprising because I, while I do think Madden tends to, he's got a very interesting personality, which kind of rubs me the wrong way a little bit. I'm not, um, I'm not going to die his talent as a manager. I mean, he's a two-time pennant winner, one-time world champion manager, three-time manager of the year. So that tells you something. Um, Took the Tampa Bay Devil Rays, and now this wasn't just him, it was the new GM and uh, leadership in Tampa Bay that helped turn that around as well. But he was given talent, he was able to develop it into a juggernaut, from a laughing stock to a juggernaut. In his San Tampa Bay, which went from 2006 to 2014, um, that included four playoff berths and uh, one AL pennant. And then when Chicago, of course, took over a, cu- a very talented Cubs team and got the absolute best out of them, making the playoffs th- four out of his five years, uh, won the world series in 2016. As we all, as we all know, um, the end of his tenure in Chicago was kind of marred by the underachievement, underachievement of the Cubs. They lost the Rockies in the wildcard game in 2018 and 2019. They missed the playoffs completely. But once he was let go, there was plenty of teams who were interested in bringing in Madden, and the Angels won out and didn't have a great year in 2020, as was kind of expected. Um, pandemic disrupted things. The Angels didn't have the greatest roster constructed. And then last year in 2021, they finished below 500 again, again, disappointing. But this year, this was supposed to be the year that the Angels finally put everything all together, and at first looked like it was. But then suddenly, it wasn't. Um, 12 straight losses organizations in a tailspin, everyone's slumping. And I guess the angels decided, you know, we got to, we can't afford to have another mediocre year. We need to shake things up and shake things up now. Um, this is the longest losing streak in fan- franchise history. Um, Madden said, according to the CBS article that he was surprised by the move. Um, he was just taken aback, I guess wasn't expecting to be fired. And I wasn't expecting him to be fired yet either. Um, And also, coincidentally, Madden and Gerard are the first managers to be fired midseason since Mike Matheny, who I think should probably get the heave again soon, too. Um, yeah, Phil Nevin is taking over as the um, manager for the Angels after, uh, in Madden's place. So that'll be interesting to see how that goes. Um, but yeah, I want to dive into the stats a little bit. I'm looking at how the Phillies have performed since Girardi has been fired. So we'll start with that. Um, since Girardi has been fired, the Phillies have played in three games. Um, over that span, they've scored 26 runs or almost nine per game. They have hit seven home runs and have a team bang average of 260, which is not amazing, but their WRC plus is 155 and their OPS as a team is 925. They are walking at a high 13.3 percentage, getting on base a lot. And the pitching, let's take a look at the pitching, because that's that definitely improved a lot, especially in the first two games. Uh, the third game of the series against the Angels, they scored seven runs. 
But yeah, I mean, overall throughout the series, they pitched very, very well. Um, sorry, Fangraphs is freezing up on me here. I should really pull that bar beforehand. Uh, anyway, here we go. 2.67 ERA during that span, a 202 batting average against. Getting it done, um, not allowing runs. Um, really solid performances from their pitchers. Not really much else you could ask for. Uh, low whip of just one. So, yeah, I think that, yeah, this team, especially with their big win on Sunday with the heroics of Alec Bohm and Bryce Harper, the Phillies just, they kind of got every got shaken up by Girardi being fired and we're like, we got to go. We got to win now. And you can't, there's no way to quantify this, but just the impact that can have to either deflate a team and be like, oh, we've lost our leader or we got to, or let's go. Let's kick it into high gear, boys. Either way. It's uh, interesting to see. But then the Angels, this 12-game stretch has been very miserable for the Angels and their fans. Um, in the 12-game losing streak, the Angels have a team batting average of 216 with an OPS of 596 and a WRC plus of 74. They only have eight home runs over 12 games, have scored 35 runs or less than three per game. They are striking out at a 24.1 rate, which is very high for the whole team. If you have one hitter that's doing that, that's okay. But this is the whole team. And the pitching has been just awful. 640 ERA over those 12 games. Uh, opponents are hitting 283 off of them. They have, they're not getting the strikeouts they normally do. It's only a 7.9 rate per nine. The whip is 1.6. The fielding independent pitching is a 5.31. So, a battle run better, but still terrible. Um, this is not what a playoff team should be doing. And then, yeah, I mean, especially looking, what's really terrible is how terribly Mike Trout's been playing. His batting average is under 200 over this stretch, and he just has not looked the same recently. I don't know what's going on. I mean, Trout slumps, and I feel like if he does slump like this, we notice it more because it's Mike Trout, but it's just kind of strange to watch him play so poorly. But yeah, um, just the Angels are kind of in a tailspin right now, and things aren't showing any signs of getting better. Hopefully, their upcoming games they can finally pick things up a little bit. I know um, coming up they are going to be playing the uh, Red Sox, or they're in the middle of a series with the Red Sox that lost last night. But uh, you know, their team, the Red Sox, are a team that start off poorly and then we're able to pick things back up so maybe the angels can start be beat them a few times and then kind of catch that same fire because they definitely need it and again it's just interesting to in my opinion these are two i don't know if these are the two teams that I would pick for sure to be like these teams need to perform this year like this is the year they gotta prove it and but they're definitely up there i mean the angels have been missing the playoffs for so long they've been wasting the career of mike trout and shohei otani They've spent so much money to get big-name talent, and they haven't been able to get anything to gel together. And the Phillies, it's kind of the same thing. They've um, they got Bryce Harper now. They've got a great lineup. They've got good pitchers like Nola and Wheeler and my man Kyle Gibson, but they just um, they have they have the second-longest playoff drought in all of MLB, and it's finally time for 
them to get back get back to relevance and actually make some noise in October. But again, the, these two teams haven't. And uh, like I said, um, also I kind of mentioned this earlier, but I don't dislike either manager. Like I'm not like, oh, thank goodness they're fired. Um, Girardi, you know, I harbor a little resentment just because he was a Yankees manager, and you know how I feel about the Yankees. But uh, envy, I guess you could call it. And then Madden, while I said his personality is kind of a little weird and kind of he's a little zany at times, I do think he's a very great manager, and he can he when he's um when he's got a good team and things are going right, he can really bring the best out of his players. Um, but yeah, so seeing both of them get canned is pretty, pretty shocking, but for both their team's sakes, I hope it works out. And so far for the Phillies in this very small sample size, it's shown that it has, and we'll see if they can, they can do it. Uh, it's going to be really tough to catch the Mets at this point in the season. They are way, they are way above everyone else in the NL East while everyone else has been kind of, uh, falling over each other. Um, it's definitely doable. Let me pull up the standings right now. See what we got currently. Yeah. The Phillies are 11 and a half games behind the Mets, but they're only two and a half games behind the Braves for second place. And if you, um, look at the wild card, they're trying to catch up to, um, San Francisco. They're only four and a half games back. So yeah, they're still definitely in this. Um, the Angels, it's also they're they're still in this. Um, their division isn't going to be as easy as we thought. The um, uh, we were thinking maybe in like April. Okay, the the A's suck, the Rangers suck, and the Mariners are s- starting to suck. So maybe this is just going to be a race between the Astros and the Angels. But since then, the Rangers have gone very good and are um, they've fallen off a slight bit recently. But they're almost they're hovering around five hundred now, and they're showing they're not a pushover team. And the Mariners are starting to kind of kick things back into gear and get hot. So the Angels don't really have the luxury to just kind of goof around. They got to pick things up and pick them up fast. They are only a game and a half out of the um, last wildcard spot. So they are close still. I mean, it's still def- there's still definitely enough time early in the season. And thank you, Expanded Playoffs, for giving these more mediocre teams a chance to make the playoffs. But they are eight and a half games behind Houston because Houston's been really good lately. So that's going to be tough for them too. And then I guess lastly, I want to close off this episode just sharing my opinion on which managers I think are most likely to get uh, hit the chopping block next. Um, I was um, I read some articles about this, kind of did a little research, and also is kind of what I think. And the conclusion that I've reached is Mike Matheny. I've never been a Mike Matheny fan. Um, I felt like, I don't know, just the way he managed the Cardinals just never, they were always good, but I mean, he, I feel like he, they could have done so much more if they had a better manager at the home and the Royals have been an absolute mess, especially lately. They've just been terrible. And um, according to different rumors that have been circulating throughout social media, apparently the culture and the locker room and the vibe around the team have all been just, it's been bad. So Matheny's pedigree of winning in St. Louis might come at the cost of him not being able to, of him being a poor leader. 
So I think uh, if any team is going to look for a change in leadership, it should be the, um, at least in the dugout, it should be the uh, Kansas State Royals. Um, other managers that have been mentioned, uh, Don Mangley, this is definitely, he's stuck with the Marlins for a really long time. They've been kind of willing to say that, you know, the reason we were bad is because of front office turmoil and not because of Matt, anything that Manley's Manley's done. But at some point the goodwill is going to run out, especially losing his ally and Derek Jeter is not great for his chances. So if the Marlins don't, uh, at least so show some improvement based on how they've been doing so far this year, he could be leaving soon. And an interesting conundrum is like a manager like Davey Martinez or Dave Bell, where they're, you know, their teams are going to be bad, but do you blame the manager and fire them? Or do you, do you pull a diamondbacks and keep Tori Lavolo around and then watch them actually be okay? Speaking of the diamondbacks, I do think that Lavolo for the time being, at least has gone himself off the hot seat, given how the diamondbacks have been much better this year. And like I said, I do not think the diamondbacks are going to be terrible this year. I was, you know, I was willing to give them over and the over on their win odds and, you know, maybe even win 70 games. And so far they're proving me right. But yeah, um, so we'll have to see. I think uh, next time I'm talking about a manager being fired, I'm hoping it's Matheny for uh, the sake of all the good Kansas City Royals fans out there. And that'll do it for tonight. Thank you so much for listening to this Tuesday night edition of Straight Out Left. You can find this podcast on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, and many other podcasting platforms. Make sure that you give it a five-star review or follow it or do whatever you got to do to make sure that it shows up in your feed. Also, you can follow the podcast Instagram page at straightoutleft.pod. That's the handle. Just search for it. You should be able to find it. That's a great way to communicate with me if you have any episode ideas or anything you want to talk about or any questions, anything like that. Anyway, keep your ears peeled for the next episode. I will talk to you all again soon.